Okay, cool. So people know already it's about Bond. Yeah, it's about Bond and the new Spectre. <laughs> it's Spectre, the latest Bond movie, kind of finale of the Daniel Craig so far. Mm -hmm. And we've seen it five days, five days ago. Yeah, yeah, it took a while to sit down and, because we wanted to think about it. We wanted to uh, settle our thoughts about it and think of what we liked about it. And but then, but then again, you said that you weren't prepared for it, so maybe you didn't think about it that much. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm the same, not prepared right now. Yeah. <laughs> as I was back then, but it has more to do with the podcast and the movie mm -hmm. itself. But now yeah. I can ask you straightforward. Mm -hmm. Did you like the movie? Did you love the movie? Did I love the movie? <laughs> well, did you love oh, that's it? A, that's a big question. Um, yeah, that, you know, I've been trying to think about it. I, I, I watched the movie and I was thinking, thinking about it. Do I like this movie? Then I, after the movie, I tried to think, of, did I like the movie? And for five days I've been thinking about it once in a while. And I'm really, it's really hard for me to say if I like it or not. Like, I'm really mixed. It was for me a very middle, like, things I didn't like, things I liked, and I don't really understand how also, like, maybe I wasn't, it was for me, like, hard to get into the right mood or to, like, and I, I don't know why, why that is. Maybe it's a bomb thing, you know, because then I was think, starting to think about that. Do you, should you be really a Bond fan to watch Bond movies? Because, you know, like, because I, I see Bonds, like, I never wasn't really that interested in Bond movies. And I wasn't like, um, yeah, I, like, like, I wasn't like, I, I saw them as just independent action adventure movie. And I didn't really, wasn't that much into Bond character. And I didn't, you know, I had friends who were and everything, but um, they were like fun movies. Like Golden Eye was a really fun movie. I remember mm. watching it when I was young. And, but, and I knew that there was a Bond movie after that and everything, but I just wasn't that interested. Uh, like, and I didn't see that much old movies. I, n I haven't seen any Roger Moore Bond movie. I see some Sean Connery movies. Yeah. But like, and now I've been watching the Daniel Craig movies and, um, and I really feel like, like with Bond movies that they are so full of that Bond universe references all the time. Yeah. It feels like every Bond movie from, I don't know, from how long after it has been established by Dr. No and from Russia to Love and all these like first Bond movies that it started to establish like this is Bond. They have this opening sequence, they have gadgets, they have women, they have the tuxedo, they have the martini, they have all these bond things, Comes back the villains, yeah. and then they just kind of, you know, do it kind of over again with a new thing, because they have the bond thing. It's mm -hmm. always a bond movie. So like when you, maybe for some outsider people like it, they start to repeat themselves. You know, it's always the same movie, more or less, you know, but... Uh, there is ingredients that come back every time. Yeah. Um, and they stick to it but then again from my point of view 
There is a big difference between the old movies and the new ones. Yeah. And to compare both, I got difficulties with that. Um, and also, I I, th I think you don't really need the old movies in order to follow, to understand. It's nicer and it's always like that. If you're more into it, if you know the background, that's mm -hmm. the whole thing. Um, well, then you can make these links and stuff, but they're so different. In fact, if you're talking about old and, and, and these new one, the newer ones of Daniel Craig's, sometimes it's even better not to have seen the old ones, I would say. Mm. Um, it's, it's very interesting to know the background, but um, I, I, I really love the, the old ones because of the atmosphere, because of the, the special effects in the, the 70s and the 80s mm. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it fits very well with the tuxedo and the style of Bond too. Because he's kind of old fashioned. In the, he yeah. has these crazy gadgets, but the, the crazy gadgets are also very 70s. Like they're like this. Yeah. They're not hyper, hyper technology. They're yeah. kind of, in a way, analogical. Yeah, true. Like the car shooting backwards, these kind of things. Yeah, and the clock exploding. Yeah. They're, like, they're not like crazy laser, well, not laser stuff, of course, in uh -huh. Bond, but all, yeah, there's like this old new technology we yeah. mix. It's very true. But then these new movies I like as well, but I like them for a different reason. I like them because, well, they're very entertaining and I like the new Bond character. Yeah. Um, I, I got difficulties in, well, I got these two, my two favorites being Sean Connery, like the original, mm -hmm. and now Daniel Craig, and for me it's very, probably impossible to say which one I prefer, because it's so mm -hmm. different. What's the, what's the difference between these new Daniel Craig movies and Sean Connery movies? Um, well, Sean Connery is, well, he's enjoying his time most mm. of the time yeah and and also in the worst situations he's never huh, he's never he's um well um he's always r relaxed and he's never st stressed and well if he has to run he will run but it is more like this chilly well, um, it's just, yeah, everything will be okay. Everything will be all right. That's his motto. Mm. And this new one is, is, is more into it. He's more, um, yes, he's also this, um, well, it's going to be okay. But, uh, then again, there is, um, things he fights for mm -hmm. and uh, you can see on his face on his is is uh, the way he's moving um, if if things are not gonna work out the way he planned that's bad mm. and and well it's more real and 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 you get more sucked into the into the into the story and um, yeah, it makes it more serious. 
it's, it's like there's consequences. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what the Casino Royale really established. Like it really, it feels like it, like, um, it's kind of like with every Bond uh, people, it, they, they, they change the formula in some ways, I, I understood. You know, not too much maybe, but they, they, with a new Bond, it's like a new fresh start. You know, like new way, like Pierce Brosnan was like a new, the 90s gateway, you know, the new kind of Bond, new era, new style. And Colin I was very different, I feel like. I, I well, I haven't seen Timothy Leary's. Mm. Was it Timothy? Leary? I don't remember what's his name. It was um, Lazenby and Dalton. Uh, Dalton, about. yeah, Timothy Dalton. But I think Leary is like the creator of LSD or something. Mm. For some reason I linked it. But um, uh, so anyway, yeah, like Golden Eye was a very new, like very much. It was a really. Uh, but again, I haven't seen them also. I cannot say like it is not the same or different, but it felt a very new movie you know, like when I saw it. I, I didn't see the other one, but this for some reason it just, you know, hit me. And I saw it and also the next ones, they kind of continued that Pierce Borson style mm-hmm. of making a Bond movie. And, and, then, and then with Daniel Craig, they really, again, refreshed it and changed the formula. They yeah. like, they, they, okay, now really have to do something new and something different and they really like um i and could have never really expected from a bond movie like that that they really there is a real consequence to his actions or well actions in the movie like that and it, it plays so so much into the development of the character which is really quite amazing that is that because i i i, I grew up with uh, with a bond in the 90s uh, who, where every movie just restarts, it's a reboot, every movie, there's no consequence. Always from the beginning. And so there's like no real, you know, um, investment, you know, in the character or in the action, yeah. that something could happen. And in, in Casino Royale, something happens and that's really like, it, it really takes you like, whoa. Yeah, indeed, it's, it's different between the older ones and the new ones. But talking about the the old ones, let's say uh, everything before Pierce Brosnan, and then starting from um, Daniel Craig, it's like three phases more or less from my point of view. You got the old ones, and um, um, it's like it's the classic formula, mm. um, and then. Pierce Brosnan, because there is a there is a, also a time, um, well, there's some time in, in between mm-hmm. the, the, the the first and the second phase, um, being um, well making Bond into this commercial, um, well franchise. Mm. Um, Making it into this kind of an action movie, yeah. Like, like we got a lot of those, like Mission Impossible style. Yeah. Uh, the ones that are, well, let's say, they don't go deep. Yeah. And also, they don't, um, well, appreciate the, the like the classical 
um, ingredients. Yeah. And then it seems like as if now, okay, Pierce Brosnan is done. Yeah. Go over to Daniel Craig. And now we're taking best of both. Yeah. More or less. Mm. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's impossible. Mm. And they make this mixture and sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. Mm. Like, let me go back to Spectre right now. Mm. There is this, um, this uh, scene in which Bond is, um, well, having uh, this chase with, he's in the, in the airplane. Yeah, in the and beginning. Um, it, no. Oh, no, in the... It's like in the middle. Yeah. Um, they have captured, I think, Dr. Swan, the Bond yeah. girl. Yeah. The main Bond Ah, girl. yeah, 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 in the mountains. In the mountains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Bond is chasing the two jeeps. Mm -hmm. With his airplane, mm. Th that's very old Bond from the I beginning. I, oh. I'd say. Okay. It's this um, impossible chase. Yeah. Eh? It's the plane, and there is all the trees and the little. Uh, and then at a certain certain moment, he loses all control, but still <laughs> <laughs> he's able, he's able <laughs> to, to crash the, the jeep. This <laughs> is so. <laughs> this is not realistic, but it's it's very Bond. <laughs> if we go back to the beginning, but. It's not uh, Daniel Craig mm. kind of bond, and so we are now we are yeah, yeah, yeah. mixing these two in a way uh, that it's very difficult, I think. And I, I think mm -hmm. um, this director has made a very good job by um, by trying to be um, true to the like the, the the very beginning of the of the of the the making of the bond ingredients mm -hmm. at the one hand and then the other well making it modern and um and and nice to watch for uh, also young people right now mm -hmm. that are used to great uh well violent scenes that are yeah. exciting and thrilling and also nicely shot and these kind yeah, of yeah. yeah i i feel like the main one of the main characters and main like role of in the Spectre movie was the spectacle, the spectacle, you know, like it, it, it really like wanted to present itself as grandiose, you know, very grand movie. Mm. And they, they put a lot of effort and money and time into having amazing locations and places like when they have the car chase in the Rome, was it in Rome? In Rome, yeah. Yeah. And so they have like, it feels like it's sometimes like it's not as much as about the, the chase itself, but about what kind of cars they have because they are like, like I read somewhere that one one of the other cars are not even in uh, in in, uh, in the markets because it's too expensive for people mm. the car mm. like something like this that they are like this. Uh, extreme the most luxurious car you can ever have and you put them into a bond movie mm -hmm. and you, you you have and then you you don't have just you know any crass you know dirty cars car chase you have luxurious car chase where they, there's these cars and they don't even classify each other mm. and and because they are so precious and so so uh, thing and it they had i think they had money to only destroy one car <laughs> <laughs> and and then when they are going in the street it's not as much to see 
the car chasing each other, but to see where, where they are chasing. And they are like in this big uh, monument. I don't even know what it is, but it looks really, really big and historical and expensive place to be. And they It's called Rome. Ah, oh, it's called Rome. Yeah. <laughs> and, they, and they clearly uh, shut the, the streets off from people. That's mm. It's completely empty in, mm. the, in the night of Rome, mm. uh, in the center. And they clearly just cut all the roads off so they can just have this chase scene in, in the most luxurious place in, in the middle of Rome. Yeah, so, cool. so, and, and, and that scene, like for example, like I was thinking about car chases in movies, uh, how great car, car chases there has been in movies. And for me, that, that car chase was, for example, very, uh, it was edited very fast and very, I, I, I wasn't really so much in, in, in the moment of the speed or momentum of the cars. Mm. I was more seeing the spectacle of it. Yeah. Know, it was very grand moment. And that's what I saw more or less. And um, uh, so, and that's how I felt Spectre was a lot. Yeah. In, like in, in the, how it tries to present action and the, the, the thrilling and entertainment. It tries to say it in with the visuals and with, with where they are and mm -hmm. with, with the grand presence. You know, they they go to uh, you know, on top of the mountains on a on a, on a therapy institution. Like how do you call it? A, a clinic, yeah. therapy clinic, which is in top of the mountain. What the hell? What is it doing there? Like who who yeah. goes there to yeah. to go for, to a therapist? You know. And just just to have the most exotic, grandiose location. Yeah, to make it even more chic. That's also what she said, Dr. Dr. Swan, who was working there. Uh, cut the crap. Let's yeah. uh, continue because it will. It, this is costing you a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. It's also to make it all very wealthy, yeah. expensive. That that's the whole Bond idea. Yeah, yeah, and that uh, in in that sense it was very well explained in the movie because she says that with that she kind of explains it to the audience that mm. this is an expensive place yeah. it's and it's a like a retreat resort you know for the most expensive people so he thinks that he thinks that Paul is like some rich asshole that, that has troubles with, with, with his past and yeah. it's a resort for these kind of people it's for expense like and everything Bond does in er any movie like Daniel Craig like I don't know previous but so far Daniel Craig Bond has is always chooses the most expensive mm. thing and he always like the cars the places he always appears in the most expensive way there it's also it's it's one of these ingredients uh, sometimes i will talk about the ingredients uh because um well bond is very popular because of um Bond was made um, in a way that people and um, maybe especially men, because Bond of course is a man mm. still, mm. Um, <laughs> um, people should look up to this guy, mm. this guy who can with a finger knip, he will uh, get every woman on, on, his, on, 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 on their knees. Yeah. Um, he, he has the most beautiful fast cars he has 
he can he got his ways and his manners that can be chic but mm. also brutal also um clever um it's this is the whole bond and, and being in very luxural uh very expensive uh situations mm. I, I mean being um um well being able to drive this sport car and don't well it doesn't it doesn't mind if 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 if, if it's if it's broken if it's damaged if it's 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 everybody in, is fair everybody just in, in in me and you when you got something expensive especially mm -hmm. when it's not yours mm -hmm. you'll be extremely careful nothing can go wrong with this object for him this is all and it's like this we all want to be bond in a way yeah that's the idea it's a male fantasy yeah it is really Not like I, I and it is for for male audience uh -huh. it is for boys and male and you know to 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 fantasize themselves to be all that because it's it's like he's like a superhero you know he's uh -huh. like a the perfect you know guy you want guy. to be yeah in a way yeah it's true and that that's all part of it um yeah it's, it's, it's i i really feel like bond is a superhero it's it's a different kind of superhero, not the same as batman superman uh spider-man and these kind of guys it doesn't have magical powers except from being able to to do amazing stuff mm. this is kind of magical mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's not realistic mm -hmm. but this even because of this like he kind of in, in my eyes like how i see bond like uh less than like some other action like like i don't know born identity is kind of also a superhero is like he's even more i heard like capable of doing weird stuff than bond like bond is more grounded i don't know yeah compared to yeah so but but in 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 in, in the whole how it how it conceptualizes the fantasy it really feels the same way of how superhero movies fantasize you know like how spider-man fantasizes about you being able to have these powers mm -hmm. and then becoming super flexible and uh, shooting webs from your hands and going around and mm -hmm. bond fantasizes of you being able to uh you know do amazing action stunts and seduce women and drive cars it's just a different kind of fantasy indeed and from this point of view it's even he's even more an example for normal people normal man because mm. it's possible and everything he does is is possible i mean yeah. um it's all you, you well like without having ex like extraordinary yeah. powers from outer space or something no. he he it would be like you know if you would work hard you could be bond yeah you know if you would just you know totally uh what is the word like uh, put your attention into it you could get as as fit as bond you could get as good as, uh, like a gun shooter as bond and you could seduce women as good as bond mm -hmm. like you could if you would just you know yeah. put your mind into it. of course he does all of it at the same time which is like a lot of things it's, it's a still a fantasy you know it's like this perfect dream yeah. guy but like it's in some ways it is possible in a way like mm. you know and in this specter even more than the, the previous ones with Daniel Craig 
I, at the end of the movie, or no, during the movie actually already, I felt like, oh, this guy is um, everything he wants. Uh, he gets, he, there's no defeat. He's always on top of things. Yeah. I mean, like, like the scene in which um, he's going to this, um, well, the uh, Spectre um, um, happening. Mm. Well, the, 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 the joining of all the main villains in the world. Mm -hmm. And they're talking in this very, very nice, I have to exp uh, express this, uh, very nice uh, scenery mm. in the Italian building. I really love this scene because of the, the grandeur again and yeah. the, the very nice soft light and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the way they were all organized around the table. Mm -hmm. Anyways, Bond is going there because he heard <laughs> from um, this other Bond girl that was a secret meeting. And it's the center of all villains in the world, the worst of the worst. Yeah. And still he's able to get in to attend the <laughs> meeting and then to get out yeah. more or less without any uh, scratch or I don't know anything it, mm. it, it's unbelievable yeah, yeah. and it, it, it's like that the whole movie long uh, except for one little scene uh, you remember the the fight between him and the beast I'm calling him the beast yeah the yeah. Assassin the, the wrestler yeah the wrestler yeah uh, which I don't really like, by the way. Uh. Um, but um, in the train, yeah, well, he's just not up to this guy. Yeah, Nothing yeah. helps, and in the end, he starts throwing like metal, I don't know, pots and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The only the only reason he he didn't die back there was that the bomb girl, Miss Swan, yeah. shot at the guy. Yeah. That's the only. Yeah, yeah. So but that's very classic. Uh, moment I feel from Bond like he has had this kind of beasts before yeah, yeah like true. and then he's outnumbered like he's he's not up to them yeah. so he has to kind of find a creative solution or something yeah. when he's like uh, upper handed yeah you know so it kind of felt like very classic Bond yeah it's classic then. indeed and also the help of the Bond girl is very classic as well mm, yeah um, but even more uh, also, with, uh, if I if, if I compare to the previous Daniel Craig movies, um, he, he he's not that fit. He's not that um, in shape. Daniel Craig. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I also felt like that. Like, for the first thing, like like about Daniel Craig's appearance uh, is that um, I in the beginning when. Yeah, like when when he when he first appears, I uh, I I didn't first think it was him because um, yeah we don't see his face but you know uh, I see his neck or some other and I thought like maybe he's the villain because the villain is not always so fit and he's a little bit older and then I his Daniel Craig and I was like whoa I was totally misguided now and then then throughout the film I started to um, like have this weird uh feeling that like he's so old or something like i i, I have I start to have this feeling of Daniel craig like he, of course he's not old he's in perfect condition still he's why, why do we think he's old but seeing him from casino royale and 
as Bond, now I start to feel him as a little bit old. Mm-hmm. They, uh, he's a little bit not fit as in Casino Royale. Like, remember in Casino Royale, he's chasing the guy in the beginning. He's super fit. He's so like, yeah. that's the most superhero is Bond so far that I can imagine. Yeah. Being able to chase that guy yeah. so long and through amazing stunts. And now, now it's not the same uh, fit bond his his and, and I don't even remember one shirtless scene maybe somewhere in the train when he's like um, with the woman or something but uh, previous bonds they don't um, they are not they can they can't wait to show Daniel Craig shirtless to see how fit he is but yeah. they didn't really show him. although I don't remember at least but it the weird thing is about that uh, I read that Daniel Craig still did amazing work to get fit. Uh, he said like for six months he did nothing except build his body. Yeah. And it was extremely hard work and I have to give credit for that. Like we talked yesterday about The Martian, uh, we went to see The Martian movie and we talked about that that Matt Damon didn't lose weight for the movie and they just used stuntable and yeah that's cheap. But, um, and indeed, I, I have to give credit for Daniel Craig that for people who do get fit for movies like this, that it's really hard work and yep. they, they really like, you have to respect that, that body work that he's done. He, he looks amazing as Bond. His body and physique and everything, like in the poster, how he stands and everything, it's just, it screams like this, this, um, uh, yeah, like a um, uh, gentleman commando or something. Um, this this gentleman who is able to be very uh, subtle but also extremely yeah. uh, uh, straightforward when it's needed. You know. Yeah, he combines these two very very well, mm-hmm. and that's that's not an option. I mean, that's Bond. Mm. He's just the gentleman. Yeah. And at the same time, he's this fighter. Yeah. And uh, I think Bond, more than, well, any other um, hero like this, or at least one of the most, is mm. is combining these two, with the, with this smoothness and this easiness. Yeah, yeah. and I, I really think that it's the actor also that does that, like yeah. that. It's really uh, also how the actor is able to, and of course the director and the screenwriter and everything. But I, for example, like with Pierce Brosnan, I, I, I have this like in Golden Eye or uh, in I don't know if in other movies I talk a lot about the Golden Eye, but it felt more like a military bond. See, I, I feel I remember a lot of military, and he's also like a commando in the beginning and in the end. I don't feel like he's a, this like tuxedo Gentleman. Uh, secret agent uh, from this. I, I never. I don't even didn't think about some secret agency in England or something. And Daniel Craig was kind of the yeah time when I was, was this kind of bond that I started to understand more about the agency and because there was a, a lot of lo- like. Um, moments in that agency and it's more integrated in the story yeah the mi6 and um and he does a lot of action and 
stuff, but it's less military conf- like connected. It's and it's he's he's more like uh, this. Um, he's most like a commando or like a, you know this agent who is able to like penetrate these mm-hmm. places and do mm-hmm. it's, it's like a mix of this 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 um, tuxedo gentleman and commando kind of yeah true and also well in this movie um, especially um, he's doing it for himself he's having his own little um, intelligence office yeah, yeah. he's doing the work well for m but the previous m who yeah. is who, who who is that in inspector inspector in the last one yeah, yeah, yeah so it makes him even more like working for himself is yeah, um, yeah, yeah and that that that's the difference between the army you're talking about like the military thing is there is like this big organization behind you and you're um well you're fulfilling your tasks mm-hmm. and, and getting your goals because people ask you to mm-hmm. but right now is like this how em would, would say it is this um um wild cats or something yeah, yeah and just going where it feels like and and that's so bond and that should be bond mm-hmm. um like it's uncontrollable uh, um yeah um um body of power mm-hmm. <laughs> um but with a with a smart mind luckily and 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 he will get there on his own way and if people die during this this well then that's collateral damage and <laughs> yeah and uh, if things are exploded and destroyed and stuff, yeah then that's yeah. what can you do yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's all about getting the uh, the goals yeah, um. but but he was very. I feel like with Daniel Craig, he's kind of been like that in more kind of in a way in all of his movies. Like in Casino Royale, he was arrogant and egoistic, so he was kind of a wild card. Like ah, oh, that that bond, oh, never listens. Oh, just do your job, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. He was doing. He's trying to do his job, but he he made like even in the card things, he was kind of like making his like own choices sometimes like yeah whatever i bet everything oh i lost it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like um and then everybody's like oh bond oh can you just please do your job yeah and then and then in quantum of solace he went totally own you know i remember in that movie he just you know uh, and em was like god damn bond like what are you doing? Just get out of there or something. And he uh-huh. was like, I'm just going with my own stuff because I have to get, you know, to the bottom of this clue. Uh-huh. And then in Skyfall, in Skyfall, he was the most uh, bondish for the Asians. He was the most 007 for the Asians. Like he was like, okay, now I'm going to do my work uh-huh. in a way. Properly. I've, yeah, but then, but then, um, well, in the beginning, but then he, then the beginning happens and he's not anymore kind of around and then he kind of has to come back as from the dead mm-hmm. um, and he yeah then he, he gives all his loyalty to the agency and for him and the whole movie all movie skyfall is about his loyalty to him yeah 
that's the whole point of what he's doing in that movie. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. protecting protecting M and trying to get to the bottom of who who is trying to kill her or the agency or something, you know, like Yeah. So it's like very personal thing. It's not really about, you know, like external conflict or something. No. Maybe we were building to this moment. He was getting more and more loose, more and more free. Yeah. But um yeah, yeah I guess in the sense of saying about Skyfall, it's also a wildcard movie in a way because he's he has to go uh, work kind of in his own way to protect them. Mm-hmm. So he's not really going all either according to their rules. No, know, true. Because he's not really on the pay list. Yeah. You know, like in which movie is Bond on the playlist? Like in Casino Royale, it's most in the on the playlist in a way. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's just a wild card. The wild cats totally lose. <laughs> if again you compare um, the older ones with the newer ones, I think right now uh, it's more like um, the ID, the way he likes to think um, his job is is well just give me a goal mm. give me some something i have to reach yeah and and th- and, and there it ends yeah that the rest i will do the rest i will fill in and i will i will connect the dots yeah and just let me be and at this deadline you'll see yeah it's yeah, gonna yeah. be okay and that's different but before like in, in, in Sean Connery's time, for, for example, he wouldn't. Well, he got his own way, mm. but there was this, there was more, more, he, 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 um, like, um, like the boss and, yeah. um, like agent structure. Yeah. And he would listen, he would be very respectful. And if M oh. would have said, well, you, you're gonna do it this way or that way, you're gonna use that gun or you're gonna. Oh yeah? yeah, yeah. And they yeah. gave him tasks, you know, like uh, he was driving in his car, and then there would be a monitor coming and change spot. We have got this intelligence clue, and you go and check this this woman in the hotel room. I will do. And then yeah. you know he would go from that way from one. Oh yeah, to without asking, without even um, doubting, mm. doing something different. Then of course in between he could he could change the way he did it, and 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 and, and some well unexpected situations would force him into mm. that's still the same but uh, but right now is yeah it's more like yeah. and 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 it's it's totally true like he he doesn't get any like he he listens less and less of the agency like the inspector is like i don't care anymore who you are what you do you're my boss whatever no what's your name i don't care you're he's, he's more loyal to the deceased m yeah than the new one <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it's really gets quite crazy yeah anyway. Like how how Lucy, but it seems to be the Daniel Craig Bond. Yeah, this and, is. And, and and comparing like that story plot method in in the previous Bond, like here it's also those moments when he's like, what next? There's like this. I feel like in every Bond movie so far, except in Casino Royale, where there is kind of one specific line, red line throughout the movie of goal of having, mm-hmm. and not really like uh, a moment of like, oh, so where next? You know, mm-hmm. it's all happening kind of things. Yeah. Maybe that's why it's also like storyline. It's so well done because it's really so simple 
it's really like straightforward yeah, yeah. from A to B and it's it's everything is fitted within that and it works and then after that the Bond movies they kind of became more abstract the more um, separate you know the, the the scenes and moments and clues and how the plot developed it's more um, you know it, it doesn't happen within one place or such like um, red line you know like there's moments of when Bond is like um, he finished this guy off or something and then I really feel like a viewer that so what's going to happen next he there's like no more clues or no and he's like and kind of he's it feels like he's standing there and he has the same moment of like mm, what next mm. shit I'm bored mm. you know mm. when can be on the board and then he just checks a cell phone and it's like Hmm, Spectre or something, you know, yeah, like yeah, gets yeah. one clue and he's like, yeah, now I can go on. It's like, oh, okay, move it goes <laughs> on. And then you don't even understand where it's going. No, it's no. And then and then he kind of just finds another place to go. And and this sometimes works, you know, really bad. Like in Quantum of Solace, it's horrible. Mm. I, maybe that's why it doesn't work that well for me. The, the movie because there is too little. Uh, like sensible connection between those scenes and moments and clues like I really don't understand how he gets the airplane for example and like these kind of moments yeah that's true it, it, it just walks into and, and it, it I would want to have like yeah no, want to I want to but like maybe it would work a little bit better if if there would be some kind of understanding of like before, after, like, it's, it's okay to put audience into a moment of, like, you don't understand what's happening. Where is one going? Mm. And then you find out later mm. or something. Which would be the rule. Something. Yeah, and then it kind of happens too often. And mm. it's kind of, um, it feels like they don't understand their own plots that much. You know, like, uh, so what's next? Or something, you know. Yeah. But in Spectre and Skyfall, it works a little bit better. It, not as bad in Quantum of Solace. And it's like in Skyfall, it's also it uh, in in most of the movie. It also has feels like a kind of a story. We are kind of following that story, mm. you know, of of what's happening. The the threat of M, in a way, that kind of uh, keeps us going. Uh, we are uh, focused on uh, uh, uh. what's important in this movie. And uh. and for me, Inspector, there was a little bit uh, that missing of that that central focus and point in a way i didn't know what was what was the movie about actually like what was the the thing it was in order to understand the criminal organizations yeah it was the mystery of spectre mm -hmm. in a way like to find out spectre find out this organization yeah but and and that moment in the in the in the room with the people and the I, I really love how silhouetted mass mm, 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 the, the main villain was and so you cannot and it really kind of you know um, sets up this very demonic big person you know like this guy is the craziest guy we'll ever see you know this because they really mask him into the shadows and everything especially because of his small size yeah yeah I and love it's that. very 
uh, fragile voice as well. Yeah, yeah. Makes it even more yeah. <laughs> horrible. Yeah. yeah, the accent was perfect mm -hmm. with, with Christopher Waltz and and also the way how people react. They are so normal. And then he comes and everybody's quiet. And <gasps> anything can happen, and and especially when the wrestler guy comes in and does his stuff and nobody says a word and and it was like this moment of I really love how they played it in a sense that the most like really brutal thing happens in front of everybody and they and Christopher Walsh acts like it's completely normal that this happens here every day yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is and and then that says that this is a badass organization yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like okay I really that was one of the moments in, in Bond movies when I really had the feeling like uh, Bond is screwed like because it comes so out of the blue for Bond and that he, he's not repaired and there was this uh, for a second there was this this um, this uh, sense of fear in Bond's eyes that I haven't seen in Daniel Craig's and that was fantastic you mean in the, in that room in that moment when while the beast was doing his stuff yeah uh, well no no after that like that was like he was like okay Bond stay, stay focused this is okay uh -huh, uh -huh. stuff is happening but hey I'm Bond I can do it hey I'm Bond well, just, uh -huh. no, nothing will happen and then but then after Christopher Waltz just looks at him yeah that's that nice. was like the a very scary moment yeah like the even more horrible than the beast actually and yeah. then and then actually bond was terrified for a yeah. second and he was like i had to get out of here shit shit you know it gets and personal then, at that moment he can feel it these two have something in common mm, yeah 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 he knows his name he knows yeah. he, he really knows what he's doing and he's yeah. like, i knew that you were here all the time and yeah. stuff like that and it's that's terrifying, you know, like, ooh, it, is, it, it gives is. you the severs and it's very well built up. And, and what it does also, I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, is um, it gives the audience a kind of a mystery, mm -hmm. something mysterious. Um, because uh, Mr. Oberhauser is his name. Mm. He, um, um, he suggests a link between the two and they have met before mm -hmm. it says something like oh here we meet again finally something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. well i've never heard of spectre before because it well it's not the first time the bond movies make notion of spectre yeah yeah, um, yeah so some people know spectre already but for those who don't it's mm -hmm. this is a new organization but apparently though they have there was a link between, and, and in the end, of course, it it becomes clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They met before, like mm. very intimate. Yeah, yeah, not that intimate, but well, intimate. There were, I mean, <laughs> apparently, I can, can I, can I make spoilers? Um, yeah, yeah, it's a spoiler warning. Okay. <laughs> now we're going to talk about spoilers. For those who doesn't want to, <laughs> fair enough. But um, well, I mean they appear to be some kind of brothers yeah yeah that's I mean, more intimate than that mm, that was a really like deep like we we have like we have had the moment of skyfall mansion and oh bond is an orphan and stuff like that and and even m being kind of symbolizing his mother in a way mm -hmm. it's like 
very clear um, symbol in, in Skyfall. And but now it was like, whoa, it was really it was really deep and like specific history and with specific villain and like whoa what and you know like I had to kind of digest it for a while like yeah. and I still don't really like get it totally <laughs> like no, no, how, no. how was that possible mm -hmm. uh, but 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 Bond has this kind of uh, you know like um, because it's, it's kind of funny because in in the Skyfall it was also a symbolical brotherhood in, in a way like um, uh, it, it played out because uh, Javier Bardem actually says that uh, about M as being their mother and them being as M's two children yeah, in a way, so they, he creates this triangle uh, 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 drama of, of, of symbolism between yeah. them, and there it, it plays out more or less like a brother. And, and he also has this like, oh Bond, you came here, and you know, like he, he gets in a personal yeah, way with him, like, yeah. and, and but it's like a military kind of like honest, like this bright honesty and brotherhood and uh, uh, this kind of not yes. not like intimate. Brother, but like we were have worked in the same place, and that's what they did also in Goldeneye. The villain was actually uh, another agent from uh, of Double O. Yeah. It was like Double O Six or something, uh. and and they play out like this this betrayal drama kind of that the the agent feels like there was something uh, who did a great job in it. He he. He feels like he's betrayed by the agency, so he wants to have revenge on it. And so it's also kind of personal and stuff. So there's like, I remember being this this weird brother team kind of being also before in this thing. So maybe it's also like this classical element of Bond or something. Yeah, it is. I don't know. It is. Also, the all the good and all the evil, or at least all the evil combined in one person. Yeah. That's what Spectre is about as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being in the body, the embodiment of Blofeld. Mm -hmm. And then all the good, that's not really true, but all the forces to, um, to strike down the evil, mm -hmm. that for sure, is Bond. Yeah. So the two opposites that came from the same nest. Yeah. It's like this um, yeah, yeah, yeah. biblical story yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in which... Um, Abel and Cain. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they, they both were raised by the same father, yeah. so to speak, but went totally like opposite directions yeah, yeah, yeah. in order to come back, um, well, at this specific mm. uh, meeting in Rome to learn they have been fighting each other, well, Bond learns at least. Yeah. Uh, for some time now, mm. and um, yeah, that's, that's indeed very Bond-like. Well, how did you feel about because you mentioned that uh, it's all about like every all the evil kind of culminating into this one evil? So how did you feel about like now is a big question, a big discussion opener is. Okay. How satisfied are you now with the conclusion and of this that how the all the previous Daniel Craig movies they really like tried like in the story like to really bring all the the Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall into this one uh, ending and this villain and connect it 
Yeah. And it's like you said before, you were seeing the movie that you were expecting the movie to conclude mm-hmm. in a way the Daniel Craig saga. So how satisfied you are now of the conclusion? Well, <laughs> um, I think um, when I think back of Spectre, I'm satisfied. Mm. Maybe um, the way we got to the to all the answers, mm-hmm. sometimes it was a little well too um, too fast. Mm. Like for instance, um, at a certain moment, all the organizations are linked. That's the whole thing yeah. about. Uh, Quantum, yeah, yeah. Smirch, Spectre, it's, it's not the same, it's not one, but Spectre is on top and combines all the different yeah. um, evil organizations. They really made it visual, yeah. Yeah. like they, yeah. they, they scan one ring yeah, and, and, and they find all these previous villains and then they just make a line to this one main villain in this yeah. movie. That's the graphics indeed, <laughs> very fastly made by by uh, Q. Yeah. Uh, a very nice uh, character in the movie, by the way. Um, well, th- it, it doesn't feel real to me. Mm. It went too fast, mm. as if um, DNA makes you possible to make this link. That uh, it was really weird. It it's just impossible. Yeah. Because all Q had extra, because of course there is this intelligence mm-hmm. um, database. Mm-hmm. But um, well, it's it. There's too many steps they didn't um, incorporate. Yeah. Um, to say Spectre is on top, and you get Quantum underneath. You get all these different organizations we um, we uh, these different organizations that were um, uh, explained in the previous movies mm-hmm. um, well it's so I like the idea of Spectre being like this uh, it's very Bond as well and mm-hmm. I, I like the world to be divided into the good and the bad in this Bond universe mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say yes, it's uh, it, this is a very good solution. It it it, it gives me satisfaction. Mm. It's only the way th- they learn how things were 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 put. Yeah. Well, it it it, it can be better. But but but, it, but you knew before that they they were linked. But you knew that it was going to be all connected to to spectrum. No, this how? was new to me. Oh, yeah. Okay, because I, I kind of assumed it, you know, that it's, it's, the Spectre is the final, the organization and its conclusion, so they're going to be, you know, somehow linked to it or, you know, because then what what, what is the connection between them? Like, I don't know. Well, um, yeah, well, the name of the movie is Spectre, <laughs> yeah. it says something and it, it uh, we knew it was this uh, villain organization um, if Spectre was on top of it if, if it was just all the same like synonyms um, we didn't know but also going back to the the previous stories the previous movies mm-hmm. and the different books 
written by Fleming. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Spectre is not something new. It, yeah. w- it wasn't invented by, by Mendes or something. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's, it, it has been there for, I mean, 50 years. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and and it, I like the idea as well, talking about satisfaction, mm-hmm. um, to uh, introduce the Spectre organization again. Yeah. And this way there is also, because I, I like the link with the past, being actually the future. Yeah. Because we went into the past with Daniel Craig. Yeah. Um, and so right now we got Bond. Uh, he got his 007 status in uh, Casino Royale, the first mm. book and the first movie of Daniel. Yeah. Uh, and we continue and now we're in this phase in which Bond encounters Spectre. Yeah. So, and for uh, a fan like me, yeah. who likes Bond and who likes to see more Bond movies. Mm. Well, this is very nice because we got this um, basis yeah. for a new beginning. Yeah. So, uh, well, or a continuation, and we can go. We can. We can. Right now, Spectre has made the link between Bond movies, being the past of Bond. Mm. Um, and the old Bond movies mm. being actually the future of, mm. well, Bond. <laughs> yeah. If you understand. I like after Spectre. Or something. Yeah, 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 starting like, from now. Okay, so yeah. this the old, you, how you see it is that the old old Bond movies kind of, yeah, because he's more experienced and he's like this, he's very, very, uh, uh, yeah, experienced superhero. He can, he goes on to even more bigger yep. things. And so far here it's kind of, yeah, not quite big, but yeah, it's more grounded, more, you know, beginning things, you know, and yep. after that, after this is like really, really experienced and everything. Yeah, indeed, from now on, he, um, well, that's what it is. In every job, in everything you do, you learn by doing. Mm-hmm. And for, for example, um, well, you, you could explain the, um, um, like, for example, the emotions, mm. emotions um, that, well, every movie of Daniel Craig, Daniel Bond is asked, mostly by M, don't get emotionally attached. Mm. Um, and he always answered, no, of course, not it's me. professional. Yeah, strictly. Mm. Uh, but you see in everything, you see in in the actions he's, he's doing, also the, the, the expression on his face and this kind of thing, um, that he's emotionally attached. Mm. He's l- leaded, uh, guided by um, emotions, something he would never do in the old mm. movies. But maybe this, this as well, well, he has had his, um, his love affair, love thing in mm. Casino Royale. Um, okay, he learned from it, so let's <laughs> keep away from that and, and, mm. and only have like, um, like not too deep relationships with, so yeah. he, he learned from, and, and uh, well, there is already a, a difference in, in approaching, um, his, um, 
his tasks mm. um, if you compare the beginning of Casino Royale and the end of Spectre mm. and this continues yeah. and then in a, in a way we go to the way Bond mm. will be in the next movies or was in the in the mm. first movies yeah that's that's really interesting point yeah, yeah. Um, we were talking about also the villain um, and the, the spectre and the conclusion of it and stuff and mm-hmm. um, uh, I have to say about the, the villain in spectre because villains are quite important in Bond movies they are or like in any superhero movie or action you know, where there is a villain like this and they are very caricaturic villains they are very like this world dominating <laughs> you know very yes. uh, big strokes of brush uh, strokes and um, and that I felt it was a little bit let down the, the villain in a way because it was built up so much the build build up and it, they had this silhouette and they had the mystery of this character and they uh, they reveal it very classically and it, it's nice although I didn't feel the effect because for me there wasn't really um, much of mystery except for the relation of with him how he is related to Bond you know like uh, but uh, like how personal it is but that kind of kind of came out of the blue in a way like for me like uh, but and, and the, the villain itself wasn't really a mystery I don't know it, it, it felt more a classical villain yeah. way of presenting it and um, it I did I think I, I really like the appearance of Christopher Waltz his his especially his jacket was really well done it's really fitted the per- and he's how he moved and everything it was very classical, but very well done. You know, like it, it was like a you know, sort of says comical way of portraying the head of the most evil guy, head of this most evil organization being a little bit goofy. Yeah. You know, like he, he even to me, to my eyes, how he walked, it was like a little bit clownish. He had this very little bit clownish yeah. uh, Chaplin way of walking. Okay. In my eyes. Yeah, true. And it, it makes him goofy, but in a sinister way, goofy, you know, like, who you don't want to play him wrong, you know, stuff like that. And he's a little bit playful with his things, you know, when he's torturing Bond, he's very playful about it. Yeah. You know, like, ho, 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 I'm going to push these buttons. Yeah. And similar to back then, by the way. Yeah, they were very similar. And that I, we can, I, can, I can say a little bit later also. Okay, okay. Um, um, which, well... Um, because it, the more we started to like know about the villain, I started to feel like his power or the effect in the film started to kind of go down for me. And, um, because, uh, well, like, you couldn't believe that this was the fearsome guy that the whole Italian room of super villains in the world are afraid of maybe let's say i could have believed that because christopher waltz in his acting could have done it and they they showed that they can really 
uh, amplify the tone and atmosphere of that villain with the, with the meeting scene. But after that, I felt like they didn't do much with it. That the, the, the movie kind of stopped the innovation or the effort in putting that sinister effect on the character. And it kind of, you know, started lacking this, this uh, effect, you know, like when, when, when they went into the, 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 the base, the headquarters of the bad guys, mm-hmm. and there was the, um, they, they mentally tor- tortured the swan character with the video and stuff, and Bond is again very terrified, a great moment of Bond to have these emotions. Um, it started to kind of feel from somewhere around there that the the the, the poliness of that Bond character in in relation to his status, it started to become like, so this is the main guy, you know, like mm. it he he wasn't that sinister in the end. After the setup, you know, after the build-up, he wasn't that bad. Like. Like, okay, the torture scene is really evil and that's quite brutal and that's quite evil, you know, but it's also just because of how it's played out. Like, I'm just thinking about the filmmakers coming up with this most horrible (laughs) torture way. Like, how can we really twist people's bones, you know, like, oh, that's really like first Bond movie where you really cannot look, you know, like, it's really hard to look at it because it's so... They really well, show it, uh, but like, sorry, what do you want to say? Um, maybe you should continue. Well, first. like, uh, in like, uh, around there, like, I, I started to have a little bit a battle with myself. Like, well, not that much because I can I can forget about it that it's a movie, you know. Like, I I started to laugh about in my head for myself, you know, within myself, I started to laugh the fact that how many mistakes the villain starts to make suddenly. Yeah. Like he's like the mo- he's in the meeting room and he knows Bond is there and he's, he's totally up to it, you know, like uh, uh, 10 steps in front of Bond and he's like, he doesn't have, he has the most confidence because he's set up everything, you know, he knows where Bond is going to be, he knows what he's going to do, mm-hmm. so he's just going to play in front of that. Yeah. And Bond has n- not much to say about it. Um, but then, f- for some reason, around the torture scene, he starts to kind of forget about this, that he's a Bond. And stands like, yeah, I will just not, like, I will just, you know, let Swan go right next to him. And, you know, because I believe that he's now tortured and he doesn't, you know, cannot do anything Bondis anymore, you know, and then uh, like, okay, like, and then he, he, he lets Bond explode the room and the whole headquarters, uh, which is a huge mistake from a villain. It's just so stupid to let this happen, you know, like you, you, you are the head of the organization that is controlling uh, major big organizations mm-hmm. under it mm-hmm. and you have the whole world in control and you just let some guy blow up yeah. your headquarters yeah. that willingly came to you and you could have just shot him yeah and then he, he makes in a way sorry to interrupt again um, the most foolish idea of bond 
because yeah. he's giving himself and Swan together with him yeah. in the hands of this master villain in the desert, in a Moroccan yeah. desert. <laughs> I mean, he can do nothing. That yeah. It's the headquarters. Yeah. He's surrounded by maybe a thousand people, bad people. Yeah. I'm, it, it is like, if this villain was really evil and, and, and smart at the same time, this guy would, would have been, there was no way of, of the, he could be killed instantly. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and it's, the torture scene is really horrible and it, he has this, you know, psychopathic feeling of it and he has another motivation, you know, he has another intention. It's not just killing him, like, how it's this payout, but even more, I could kind of go with that if it would be made a little bit better mm. or I, I could understand it more because we will talk about that later because it's a very important subject also um, but then you know it just kind of you know was the last nail in the coffin for me the effect of the villain that after this after this mistake he still tries to do another torture scene yeah, yeah, yeah. by <laughs> making this huge trap yeah, for true. him, which is totally weird and absurd for him to do next. And then he's You're talking about the MI5 yeah, yeah. building, the yeah, old one. Bomb, bombs and everything. And he has to make a choice between woman or yeah. uh, sacrificing the woman or not. Yeah. And then, and then, on, on, and, and then on top of this, like this is spoilers. I will just talk about how it all ends. Uh, is that, uh, and by now maybe the whole thing is a spoiler prospect, <laughs> but um, that uh, that he's the head, he's the most like he he can he can just say like so far for three movies and the beginning of Spectre, uh, he has not been there, but he's been all the time there in the background. But all the all the evil stuff has been done by other people. So why in the hell is he now suddenly in the helicopter at MI6 uh, personally has to watch Bond uh, do these things? Like suddenly it's so personal when so all the times before it's not been personal. Well, like I, I mean like um, he's uh, he's the head, he's the boss. So when does the boss go and do the stuff? Why cannot he just you know? make like okay it's part of the team but at that point it just felt weird because he's now sacrificing his own life and he's again like, like in the headquarters and the way he he he's being uh uh win over like defeated it's made he made this villain a very foolish character he, the, all the sinister suddenly went away when he when he's on the helicopter and he's escaping and Bond is chasing him with the motorbike and shoots the helicopter and suddenly this this great evil guy is afraid of his own death by you know going down with the helicopter and making the most idiotic mistakes for a villain. Yeah, true. Especially and if I, the master is super villain. Yeah, yeah. What what they set up mm -hmm. him to be. So it was a huge letdown for me the the effects you know the. The, the, the sinister, like all the sinister went away suddenly. It wasn't yeah. any more evil. But maybe we should um, distinct, we should separate um, both 
well, separate two uh, goals of this supervillain, of um, Blofeld, being at the one hand um, his idea of controlling the world, um, mm -hmm. make it a worse place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm 100 sure he is a horrible master of evil. Mm. Talking about the like world dominion, um, um, things go wrong, terroristic attacks, um, making a lot of money out of criminal acts, these kind of things. Mm. I'm 100 sure. He, well. I believe <laughs> that he is really on top of all this yeah. and, and in the boardroom, in the Italian room, together with all the other villains, that's very clear. Everybody is looking up to him. He did some horrible things in the past. I mean, that's for sure. But then there is this other thing that keeps him busy, mm. that is um, affecting him. Um, and that's Bond. Mm. Bond has made this, well, the presence, the introduction of Bond in Blofeld's life in the beginning has made this trauma in a way mm. and made him uh, vulnerable for maybe. Um, defeat mm. he will never be defeated in this in this one part of of his life being the boss of this criminal super organization mm. but when it gets personal when it gets when it gets to his private life um he was raised by a father who in his eyes neglected him because bond came in mm. well well, this gets personal and now he, he doesn't want to just kill this guy like mm -hmm. he would do with, with other people he wants to get rid of. Mm -hmm. He wants to make him suffer. Yeah. Like, um, he prefers him to first lose women he loves or likes, mm -hmm. because Bond usually likes women, mm -hmm. doesn't really love him, but he did love um, Miss Vesper. Vesper, yeah. indeed. Um, so he's doing all this stuff and indeed in the MI5 he's being very cr creative by <laughs> making all these mm -hmm. posters and, uh, yeah, yeah, and the yeah. red lines mm -hmm. and uh, I mean he's doing yeah, yeah. A, a lot of effort in, in making yeah remind me that's another thing that I wanted to say about him um, but I think that this is very human as well well of course maybe it's just when things got get em emotional, and that's the difference between uh, bond and and uh, crime thing. Well, you make wrong decisions, yeah, and and that's like the his flaw, mm, yeah, yeah, more or less. And I I do follow you, and actually he should know better, and and yeah, yeah. But but this is like I I really like want to want. It's kind of it's kind of became a rant, uh, uh, but. Also because it's it's so funny, because it it is a Hollywood thing, you know. It's it's a very classic villain, like like the the usual tropes of 
uh, villain to like for example start having monologues instead of just shooting you know like it's the villain egoism flaw that the villain tries too hard when he could just have done it more simple you know like they're, they're too egoistic yeah. about their plans and it's it's a it, it's a it's a trope flaw you know it's just a classic way of portraying a villain in a story you know it's, it doesn't necessarily like come out as a very special unique character because this this kind of character flaw is so usual in in bond movies also every bond like that's the whole that's the that's the classic joke of bond villains like that was played out in austin powers is that you remember in austin powers you've seen that yeah, first one? Yeah, like it's i think brilliant joke when when they uh, <laughs> they put austin powers and the woman on the rope attached on on, on the <laughs> on top of the pool shark uh, shark pool, not pool shark. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Shark pool, where they are going to be lowered very, very slowly, and then on top of that, they have to close it and not watch it that they die, but they just trust it that they will die. Yeah. yeah. To create the most perfect situation for Bond or Austin Powers uh-huh, uh-huh. to escape without them noticing it. Yeah. And they actually re- say it out loud. Why do you do that? Just. Let's just take a gun and shoot him. And say, no, you don't understand. It doesn't work like that, <laughs> you know. And that's this is just classic way of portraying that villain. It is a classic way of portraying, but it's also human. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the difference between efficiency mm-hmm. um, and like Oberhauser or or Brofeld is efficient mm-hmm. in when 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 he needs to be. Yeah. And emotional, but when when you let emotion speak. Or rule your actions. Well then, well, you you won't get at your goal, mm. at least not directly. Yeah. And 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 that that's that it's he's showing humanity in mm-hmm. a way. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand, and that's in that in that sense every classic villain shows that it's a very human flaw mm-hmm. to make mistake, in a way. But um, and in a way, I'm not totally criticizing it. I'm not criticizing that that was a bad thing about it, like because that's a, that's a I think a matter of uh, like um, what's the word like suspense of disbelief to just to let yourself go and inter- be entertained by it, you know. Just don't start asking these kind of questions, you know. It's not a necessarily a plot hole. It doesn't, you know, make it worse to watch. It's it's a classic way of portraying that villain, and it can work. In a movie, it doesn't mean that it's a bad method, of bad, you know, way of doing it, and like, and and my how I spoke about it may sound like that I didn't enjoy it, you know, even though it was I was like mixed by it, mm-hmm. and I do uh, criticize it also, but not in that sense, you know, like because. This is just fun. This is just like fun joking about how stupid that villain was and that mistake. But of course, he's allowed to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. But maybe I would say that, like in in in, in a way of showing that human flawness, uh, mm-hmm. flaw, mm-hmm. there's a certain like tone uh, level of you know like or or um, perspective to it. For example, um, uh, Bond is also flawed character yeah. like in Casino Royale and others like he makes mistakes uh-huh. 
but he mistakes feels different than the villain's mistake in a way because we 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 understand more that character and we also give reason to understand what does that mistake means and where does it come from in a way you know he's uh, either his emotional investment or his arrogance or egoism or something like this um, and and of course we can read that from villains but the villain's flaw is more um, complex it's more distant you know it's more um, it feels more uh, how do I say it's more kind of simplified and more uh, caricaturic more more you know it's especially this this kind of how oh, let, let me like give you an example in the Casino Royale uh, villain which I think uh, if I compare like that villain worked really great mm-hmm. I like that villain uh, Le Chiffre Le Chiffre that because and, and especially in that flaw sense that he shows human flaw as a villain because that whole movie actually really concentrates on trying to read that character because it's a poker game mm-hmm. so we really have to uh, we really get a, a kind of deep sense of perspective to read this character because it's, he's, he's the outside character, he's not the main character. So he's, we don't read his mind, you know, we, we are more uh, reading Bond's inner emotions and we really, throughout the scenes, we get the sense of Bond as a character. But then we get little, little less time with the villain and with this time that we get these scenes with the villain, we, we have to establish his character what is his effect, what is his role in the movie, what he's playing at in, in relation to Bond. And the, 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 the great thing about Casino Royale, like, which really comes for its own uh, like benefit, is the fact that the whole plot is about reading that villain. Mm-hmm. So it really gets to go into it, you know. And we have this poker game and there are little moments on is, is he bluffing or not? and kind of trying to understand how he feels, it really uh, establishes this very strong character. And we can really feel his human, human emotion, kind of like... And he's, when he ma- makes mistakes in that movie, it really feels believable. That's like, that's a human flaw. That's, that's arrogance and egoism and that's, that's a real villain flaw. Like that's, okay. that's like when a bad guy who is a psychopath makes a mistake uh, but it doesn't feel stupid mistake it feels like if you are like maybe it wasn't you know maybe it doesn't feel like if you would have done it differently you would have you know solved it it was like inevitable for this guy to just fall because he he cannot win you know he's he's like he because he has these flaws he's a bad guy uh and and so in comparison when you make uh such an epic character as the head of e- the most evil organization that controls all the evil organizations, yeah. you you more or less you 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 really step on another level of what this character means and everything. And so I think it's a harder job to make this more believable character yeah. and believe his mistakes and stuff. You know, like yeah, like it wouldn't have gone other way or something. You know, like it, it's just how it and not just. And you don't have to rely on that suspense of disbelief, you know, that it's an adventurous movie. And yeah. Do I understand you correctly, if I put it like this? Um, Blofeld 
is a very intelligent guy. Mm. Must be, because if not, you cannot be head of this organization, head of the mm. uh, evil world. Yeah. Um, and in a way, he loses this cleverness to get Bond. Mm. Because there is, there should be, and there is, of course, a, a clever way mm. of making Bond suffer. Yeah. Because that's combining your cleverness with um, your hum- human, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. this human yeah, yeah, yeah. reaction of being, I don't know, um, jealous of Bond, yeah, um, yeah. feeling this um, um, put as it was put aside, yeah, like less important than uh, Bond by his father. This kind of drama yeah. thing. That's a, yeah, very well said. Like, like for example, like I, I really like stories and characters where we have like really intelligent people who are all the, it's it's like a chess game where you have to read how to move and you really have to use intelligence like it's a stupid example but the only thing that now comes to mind is a manga of called death notes uh, i don't i will not go too much into what what that is it's a japanese comic very crazy fantasy story but it's the main whole point of that why uh, why i like it so much is that it the whole series of book like 10 books or something like uh, comics it's all about two guys one trying to catch the other it's a serial killer and the investigator trying mm. to catch each other and mm. they don't know who they are they only know that one guy is called this and the one guy is called that and they have to find out before the other who that guy is in order to catch or kill the other yeah, yeah, yeah and the whole plot is a chess game between these two characters trying to come up with the best plan and being one step ahead with the craziest way because it's a little fantasy it's a ma- totally magical story mm-hmm. crazy story but still very believable in in their own you know how the characters are done and how they use the rules of that universe in order to play each other and it's so much fun to follow their way of thinking and how they are like like trying to you know and and they're what they think how they and they make flaws because they are egoistic and arrogant both of them yeah and they make flaws and uh but it feels so right within those characters to yeah. make that you know and they are so close sometimes to get each other and stuff like that they remain true to themselves. yeah in a way yeah. yeah and 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 i like this kind of like um and and some villains get that you know like for like i i really like for example like um uh well it worked not to the perfect but like for example like um uh yeah like like uh, the dark knight joker of Heath Ledger it has this very sinister intelligence in that character and he always keeps one step ahead and it's sometimes like silly naive and very caricaturic in a way if you start thinking more and more about it but the way the character works is just so effective and you really it keeps you at the edge of the seat that intelligence and that psychopathicness you know and he has also flaws and it doesn't work out in the end of course but and it's yeah like i said it's not perfect but the character way portrayed is very nice mm-hmm. and it stays true to itself and i think 
uh, I don't remember the villain's name, but what was his name? The inspector? The villain's name? The Blofeld. Or Blofeld. Oberhauser. Oberhauser. Well, that's, that's his father's name. Ah, yeah. But yeah. he didn't like his father anymore. Yeah. Killed him and took the mother's name. And what was it? Blofeld. Blofeld. Yeah. Blofeld. I have to remember that. Blofeld. In long, it was, I think, um, Ernst Stavidov Blofeld. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's to express the both a German and Greek ancestry. Uh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, these these kind of things. I don't know if they if they could bring them more. Yeah, like this kind of, it's very interesting, these kind of details. Uh, maybe I would like to see them also in the movie somehow portrayed, yeah. less than to be if you are a fan and you know this kind of stuff and you understand the background of characters. But in the movie, I don't read it that much, that kind of, you know, like uh, thing. Like it just lacks certain level of detail in, in, in that character. Like all these could work really great if they would would a little bit more effort in yeah and, and and yeah compared to this kind of intelligent villains the uh, Christopher Waltz villain the, um, he uh, yeah at some point it, it just stops having that one step ahead for some reason and it feels a little bit um, it's just the way it's portrayed mm. you know and um, and also the the, the spectre um, organization linking with the other movies like there was this in the scene when he's in in the end in mi6 building and he's walking and there's all the pictures of the other villains uh -huh. and all the characters that we have seen it it felt like you know when, when i was looking at that scene it felt like is that it yeah that's all you have to link to the previous movies just a4 prints of people's heads on the wall you know like and then the ring to just make a literally a line yeah like this is the connection but I, yeah well that's quite obvious spectra is in control of everybody but is that really the link that is now between these movies like it was, it, I, I, I don't know if I expected more of a link but the way they handled it felt really weird to me that it, it was kind of um, effortless you know or like kind of it was the obvious explanation mm. but not more than that you know like what's like he, he even showed the 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 picture of M uh, the, the previous M on the wall and everything and it kind of like this or oh, and Vesper I think yeah and it has this links and, and a chiffre and all this, but there, there, there was lacking an emotional connection. Mm. You know, it just stated the fact, but not really played with emotional level with the characters. Like mm. it, there wasn't any plot about it. There was a plot between the main villain, the Christopher Walls and Bond, but there wasn't really a plot about these previous characters and previous things, except W about Vesper in which we will talk at some point mm. like later mm -hmm. but about the like 
okay, like there there has been now this this continuum within these movies, and it there seems to be like in like Skyfall was a very independent movie. You don't have to see the other movies. I think in Quantum of Solace you have to see the first one because then some characters are kind of weird. Mm. Like the the FBI, the CIA guy was like, who is that? If you don't actually know this guy or something. Yeah. And in Spectre there is also a little bit of that. Quite a lot maybe. That well, information from previous ones. Yeah. Yeah. But it's more le- more of kind of having seen those movies and knowing those characters to just understand the reference. But there's no real co- continuity. No, but from well, I've been looking at these um, Daniel Craig movies as indeed um, sequels. Yeah. Like one big movie divided into four. Yeah. Um, but um, but then again, I think you can you can watch all movies and don't have this urge to see the next one because um, every movie has its ending mm-hmm. and also every movie has its beginning. Yeah. Okay. okay in the beginning of um, I think Quantum of Solace. Yeah, that's only where it it really yeah. begins from the previous. Yeah, indeed. Actually, indeed, it is between um, Casino Royale and Quentin of Solace that you got this um, like fluent following um, because in the end of Casino Royale, well, there's this scene in Switzerland, Bond and Mr. White, mm. and something. Well, he got shot, and then it's and then it's the end. Mm. It's not the end. Yeah. And the next one, he's in the car. Mm. In the, after the, we see, well, Mr. White is mm. in the car. But apart from these two things, and you can, you can neglect them. Yeah. And, and also you can see them as, in the, like, if you start watching Gundam Solos and you don't know who is Mr. White, yeah. it could be seen just another day in Bond's work. You, know? yeah. you have Indeed. to get some Mr. White. Like, most of beginning of bonds you don't understand what's happening like mm. the list mm. in skyfall like okay there's a list yeah whatever you know yeah sometimes you have to say okay this not right now it's not clear yeah. or this is something mysterious but i'm not gonna hold on to it mm. and i'll just continue watching and in the end the the big thing the big problem in the movie will be solved mm. and okay there is this lead to a next one but you can watch all four movies as itself as as one whole um but of course it's it's well it's nice and i think i like it i think you like it too mm-hmm. and a lot of people do to have this um larger story a bigger yeah. thing that goes all over it but yeah. but maybe you can s- look at it um as more like um not a detail Mm. but something extra mm. and you get the movies itself and then they're nice to like you could you could only watch skyfall and it's a nice movie without seeing any any other bond movie ever mm. um, but when you have seen the four of them you get this extra yeah the extra satisfaction because um, some little things um, that were 
like it's like a bonus you get when when uh, when you saw all four movies. Yeah. And it, yeah. And Spectre, yeah, indeed. Could could Spectre have worked without this link? Like remove the the ring connection where they saw the teeth because there's two moments actually only in the whole movie where they actually even refer to it like what I remember is the ring moment when they just connect with mm-hmm. the line mm-hmm. and then the end when they put the yeah, the, posters. The, the posters of them yeah. so just remove these details yeah could have could it worked yeah I'm sure it didn't need those right no. there wasn't any point in having like in the in the opening sequence we have this 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 retrospective of all the previous three Daniel movies of kind of that remember these characters there was Vesper and Le Chiffre and Javier Bardem yeah. and all these and, and M and uh, things that like that it really felt like it wanted to make that conclusion yeah. of these movies but it didn't need to there wasn't really any point in it no. because there wasn't any, no content of it but, but this is bold as well because going back to um, um, situations or um, um, actors or even cocktails or i mean there's so much in the bond universe that they refer to very explicit like hanging posters or non-explicit like like um another character we haven't discussed i Mm -hmm. want to discuss her being miss money penny i yeah later on too um she uses phrases that are that she she has used before mm. actually afterwards again mm. it's the, the older movies and yeah the, <laughs> and really the, the chronology yeah. that's not okay but um i very recently saw dr no again yeah. um and i noticed that she uses like money penny back then being somebody completely different of course um she used the exact same sentence as Moneypenny Inspector, mm. for instance. This as well is a reference, mm. but you don't need it. And if you don't yeah, know yeah. it, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's okay. But if you do know, mm. and you are a fan, mm. well, it is bonus, it is yeah, extra. Yeah. And, and also the martini things. Martini. And, and it's, they are full of it. Like like the in Quantum of Solace, the woman found drowned in oil. It's yeah. a reference to Golden Gun with the Golden Death of the woman. Yeah. So reference and it's, it's just full of these full of, parallel, yeah. you yeah. know, uh, connections and references and stuff like that. So they kind of, in a way, they all it's like a, a washing machine where they all the time rumble it different. You know, mm. it always comes out a little bit different and re- re- fresh, but in a different order. Yeah, true. You know, it's, they're just going around it and. And, and, and stuff like that. And that's really, uh, yeah, interesting points. But like, maybe it kind of felt, you know, because it was the first time where there was actually a connection mm-hmm, mm-hmm. between these. So it kind of felt like they were going at it, but then in the end they didn't do it that much. They, they like, uh, they established the same universe and that there is a certain order, chronological order, timeline within that, but they don't really follow up like with the story no. except in quantum of solace maybe most following up is the vesper conclusion of 
in the end of Quantum of Shalas. Like that's that's the, the emotional impact in that scene and what they are talking about really misses you if you don't know who is Vesper and what's what happens, you know. It's quite an important scene for Bond. Mm. And it doesn't fit with the rest of the movie and it doesn't have anything, you know. Mm. I don't know but how you would feel about it if you haven't seen it, you know, like and the end scene of the bracelet in the snow and stuff like that. It's a conclusion of that more or less. Yeah. And and but after that and and then yeah like but you you can watch quantum solace in, in solace in that sense without it without the connection so it, yeah and and it, i feel like i don't know if i want to have a continuing story in the end with bond like from, that's the hard thing for me. Like now, after Spectre, I'm so mixed up with Bond, and that I don't really know what I want from Bond films. I don't know. I don't know if I even have the right to claim as not being a fan because I'm not. I'm more not not a fan mm-hmm. because I I cannot say that I'm a fan because then I would know about stuff and I would really be interested in going into it. Um, so like, do I really? Should I even claim that they should have continuing storyline and you know whatever you know and then Bond who really know Bond fan, fans they are like yeah, you don't really know what you're talking about you know mm-hmm. or like that doesn't work with Bond or something and maybe yeah like it's it's a really hard um, for me now how I see Bond is that it's a very hard. Uh, ingredients to get working perfect because they have they have done it really bad sometimes sometimes really good and i don't know about all the bond films like how good they go and how bad and which is good and which is bad but the 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 ingredient and the restriction is always like it's like in a way i I, i'm intrigued uh, about the the ingredients and the restriction of bond is that you have this frame within you have to work in and let try to make as good movie with this ingredient you know mm. that's a very interesting way of thinking of filmmaking and they have done it now 24 times mm-hmm. they have done this mm-hmm. very thing like let's try to make with this what we have now as good film as possible and sometimes they succeed and sometimes not and they try to all the time think how to do it good and this is like a maybe let's say one of the best um, uh, cinematic ex- experiments in all history it's like somebody the like the producers are these crazy scientists who are like let's put all this money to try to create as best action films as possible and let's just do it a year after year endlessly and try to nail it mm-hmm. you know let's like it's it's a it's a it's sounds like a crazy mad plan of somebody to 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 try and do in in that perspective but that's how how i really like about it is that it's um because i i believe that in restrictions you uh you can actually uh be more creative than if you are completely free in uh in of course depending on situation and stuff but in art usually and being creative uh, I really um, like 
I, I, I like to think and I, I've come to 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 my experience also that it's much more fun and interesting to, to do something within certain restrictions and limits because it, it forces you to think creatively about that specific thing mm. how to do it in a different way and not just go whatever you know then you're more loose and more wild and you can you just come up with anything you know yeah. so I really kind of seeing bonds for future from this by continuum just keep trying you know keep those that restrictions like just you know um, try to make as good action film as possible and I, I like that films can be seen you know also one by one yeah, it, yeah I think it's a strength of bond also that you can just go into any bond film open it up and look at it and you don't have to you I don't have to take this bowl of pasta and, blah, you know feed yourself with all this stuff you know like if you are not that interested in it yeah true know? but if you are interested in it there's also it's a huge universe to mm. go into so it kind of you know works in that sense maybe this is the perfect moment to give some credit to the father the, the Ian Fleming indeed mm. yeah. because Actually, what you're talking about, the movies following this, um, this indeed specific structure and the storyline that is repeating itself in a, a like, it's always the same, mm -hmm. but always something new as well. Mm -hmm. It's all the, the work, also the, the restrictions, mm -hmm. the, the, the upper and, well, just the two borders. It, it, that are used and, and yeah. as it's all Ian Fleming's yeah, yeah, yeah. work in a way, and um, I wanna, I wanna, I want to um, I want to refer to Ian Fleming as well when you're talking about um, um, the maybe poor connection between the Daniel Craig movies mm. um, because from now on uh, until now all movies ever made all Bond movies were based on one or more books yeah um, so every movie has like a base book mm. Uh, based on book story or short story or yeah. like a part or yeah or even a chapter yeah sometimes um, but of course if, if you if you base your movie on a book a book is is, is a is a is a story from begin to end mm. um, and well in a way it it's it's a matter of being creative but also it's I think it's almost impossible to make this um, um, story of four movies with perfect connections mm -hmm. if both, uh, if if all four movies are based on a book with a, uh, a very uh, well with, with this beginning and this ending. Mm -hmm. um, so you're connecting books that are in itself, and then you need this. Um, continuous continuous connection mm -hmm. it just it, it is very difficult and and if you if you think too hard it if you if you're um, putting too much um, 
focus on it, mm-hmm. then um, probably, yeah, you you just have to be disappointed. Yeah, but that's a very interesting point about it, that it's really based on this book, and the books are all independent also, more or less, I understood, like, that there is, is there a continuing no, story? Okay, so, so there are like, you can just take any Bond book, and just enjoy that one yeah. and there is references and stuff like that to other because it's actually one huge universe mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. like it's all bond universe you know it's all bond stuff yeah bond villains and bond things so in that sense like even the movies are in one universe it's all a bond universe and then there's this micro universe of daniel craig universe you know mm-hmm. that is not related to other uh literally um Although you could make tan theories about it, that it's all connected and stuff like that. But um, uh, that's maybe in that sense, you, you have to understand to see Bond movies as these independent books. Like you, as, as, as the books, you can take any Bond movie mm-hmm. and just have that story, you yeah. know. So there are also like these nice, nice, uh, nicely uh, packed. A beginning and ending stories that you can just don't have to be next to each other you know as a, some kind of continuum and mm. stuff and that's a very good point and that's maybe the strength of Bond movies also and how I kind of when when I see the opening sequence the one the main thing that I really feel like Bond still does you know what it's trying to concentrate and what is the, the that has gone hasn't changed from any Bond movie so far that I know, is that they are always very, um, uh, like, um, what's the word? They are all very, um, they give attention to that, that traditional filmmaking, that they all have this sense of old tradition, you know, they don't, they, 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 the technology advances in how to make the film, but, but the film itself, in a way, is very classical always. Mm-hmm. You know, like even the beginning sequence that always stays the same. You know, like there is this beginning sequence, mm-hmm. and there is the. It's like a rule. You yeah. have to add this in a Bond movie. That's really, you know, goes back to that more classical cinema of what that Bond established so early on, and that. Uh, for example, like so many movies nowadays put the beginning title in the end and they don't show it anymore in the beginning. Many movies do this and it's very uh, weird actually. Like even animation movies, like Disney movies, like Big Hero 6 did it, the game in the end, you know, and it's kind of, it was a very stylish way of doing this and it's a modern way of looking at films that it just begins in the moment. but. And, and Bond does that, it begins, but then suddenly there's this la 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 Bond, and there's this pretty, pretty visual uh-huh, opening uh-huh. scenes, and you don't see that so much, you know. No, it's like, right. uh, and, and it's and 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 and, peop- and different movies try to uh, make a new kind of way, but Bond always stays in the same thing, and that's there is a certain admiration of that, you know, that he Bond, and also the concept of Bond that it's based on just very simple, straightforward action, adventure, uh, uh, energy, and stunts. Like the Spectre is like, 
they proved like you know that this this is now officially the third most expensive movie ever made to yeah. to be more expensive being two pirates of the caribbean movies mm. this amazing amount of like three million dollars i don't know how, what is yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's an amazing amount of money they put into this film and 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 it goes into having real stunts and special uh, practical effects and stuff like that you know they make a lot of effort in making it kind of real also and that's really like there is digital but the opening scene within mexico and the helicopter i really think that it maybe it was a real helicopter that mm. somebody's stunt mm-hmm. worked and the helicopter he was going down with it's uh, at least half real yeah true yeah they put a lot of effort into it and they used a lot of money with yeah. that and that's all traditional filmmaking you know, yeah. practical effects stunts and don't digitalize everything and that's very it's very cinematic it's in the, in the core of bond it's very cinematic and that's great mm-hmm. that's it's taking it's true to itself in a way it's taking james bond series yeah 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 you know uh, giving it yeah the status well from <laughs> that's what i think yeah the status and the and the importance it it it, it deserves mm-hmm. and it's it's the legacy of bond and it's something that from the very first moment when Bond started came, it feels like every other like people, the films and cinema learned from Bond. And Bond has been this old wise movie franchise that has says like, this is how you do this kind of stuff. Mm. People learn from those movies a lot. It is an example of, of how to do certain things and that character that really, like you said earlier, some, sometimes that was really the beginning of this kind of character that you didn't see this kind of character before and after that you of course had these bond copies or something that's how i understood how it yeah, yeah, yeah. It, cre- it created a new type of hero in cinema uh-huh. and it's it's uh, it's it, it has its point in cinema history as this this action hero you know uh-huh. guy and uh in relation to this cinema and thing uh which also a question or a challenge to you about the restrictions of bond is that how i see it because we also have to talk about the restrictions of the books and the universe of how they have to handle the movies is that well in the end like how you see these movies and it's really obvious also is that in order to, to have they had to adapt these books into movies they have to establish uh, totally new restrictions, especially uh, for the movies that didn't exist in the movies. This being all the cinematic uh, elements, because they are not in the books, because book cannot do that. And this, for example, being the opening sequence that is not in the books, of how I understood that there is no like no, no. beginning scene mm-hmm. and then there is a chapter of only describing weird abstract visuals no. and, <laughs> and who, who has been influenced in writing this book. No, That's very, it's, it is created, uh, which is not in the original source. And after that, they have copied that from the first one movie. Yeah, true. Yeah. And it has established within that movie universe. And uh, which is very interesting. And the other being the actors, because of 
again, how I, I would imagine the books, it's always the same Poland, more or less. Yeah. It it's not doesn't specifically mention that, oh, now it's a different Bond, but still the same Bond. If you get what I mean, yeah. readers would be totally like, no, it's the same Bond, what, what are you talking about? Uh -huh. But in the movies, you have to, in order to keep it going, you have to somehow make everybody understand. Now we change the actor, but it's still the Bond. Yeah. And that's a cinematic effect, because you cannot have the same guy from the 70s or 60s or where did it began. Or maybe from the 60s already 60s, yeah. to 2015, have the same Sean Connery play uh -huh. Bond uh -huh. and have the same effect. Uh -huh. So you had to invent a new restriction or rule for to have a new actor yeah, coming up, uh -huh. and that's a new thing. Uh -huh. So in a way, they established restrictions just for themselves for the movies. So like we we talk about that they always have to remain those restrictions and limits of the books, but they also have to remain within the limits of the movies, which they just invented out of nowhere. And they could change it again, maybe, mm -hmm. you know, because it's a cinematic experience and everything that is has to do with the cinematic that is not in the book, they have the option to, to find a way to stay true to the bond. Yeah. For example, having a black guy as a bond or something that is not that it wouldn't maybe never happen in the books no no no, no. but for cinematic yeah. maybe they can do it in a way or something i don't know yeah. um can you pause please yeah yeah do you have to go to time yeah <laughs> <laughs> i will react now. yes yes